Welcome to today's Brian Silly Stories. I mean, the context machine, episode 648. I'm Brian Jeffen. And I'm Jeff Gamut. I'm the guy that's totally flying by the seat of his pants. Um, also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we have a website, contextmachine.io. Yes, we do. You can use contextmachine.io to reach out to me and ask me about my ridiculous life. Or you can find us on Mastodon at Context Machine. You can uh, write to us uh, at – I'm going to tell you at the end of the show. But that email address. <laughs> oh, very clever. Very clever. Keep people listening to the end. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brian. Yeah. Uh, we have a sponsor today. Excellent. Our That's good news. Our sponsor is Hims. Fantastic. That's great. Yeah. We're going to tell you more about them later in the show. Okay. Is that it? We done? <laughs> I don't know because I don't have our intro script. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, I, I sent it to Jeff Butts. <laughs> and he's sitting there right now looking at his messages going what the hell <laughs> or freaking out thinking he committed to be on a show and didn't put it on his calendar uh yes that is All possible right. too so if if jeff reaches out to either of us while recording we have to just string him along it's only right. Uh, right. Fair enough. Fair yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I'm glad that Jeff got our show, our show guidelines. I'm, I'm just really <laughs> – Hey, I'm, at least there's a Jeff out there that, that knows what we're supposed to say at the beginning of the show. That's true. That's, that's true. All right. So let's talk about QP3. Um, yeah, let's do that. Um, that's the, the new droid in Star Wars. Yeah, and he is supposedly, he's a square. And he he goes flap, 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 flap. You know, because he, cause, cause he... Because cause he's, he's trying to roll. Because he's a square. And every time he stops, he goes bleep, blop, bloop. Yes. Which, if you translate that back into English, would get completely edited the, out. The irony thing is that... Uh, that he's CP3, but he has six sides. Huh. All right. I think, I think we can probably abandon this bit now. You say that now. <laughs> but, so QP3. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here, here's the deal for those of you that, uh, that actually stuck with us through that absolutely ridiculous <laughs> uh, riff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Apple is adding a new security protocol for encryption to iMessage, and this will this will roll out uh, when we get the uh, the iOS seventeen point four updates, and uh, and we'll get a corresponding macOS update. So this will be at uh, early March because that's when we know. Iowa 17.4 is rolling out because that's also when the, the EU app store stuff goes into effect. Anyhow, the point is um, Apple is saying that this is a state of the art um, um, encryption protocol for end to end still for messages that uh, blocks the ability of uh, quantum computers 
hacking through the encryption and decrypting your messages. That is interesting. Because I, I don't, I mean, quantum computing is not at the state where, well, I don't know, I guess, I guess foreign government. At the, at this, at the state, at the state level, like, like uh, gov- big governments. Yeah, but I don't actually think that quantum computing is actually at the state to do this. So a- Apple's being very forward thinking. I mean, in, in, addition, in addition to quantum computing itself not being at the state where it could try to tackle encryption. In addition to that, mm-hmm. the the state of of even making computers buying computers is certainly not at the state again uh with the exception of the state level russia and china could certainly you know put quantum computers on to trying to break apple's end-to-end encryption if they can do it i don't really i don't think they can do it yet uh let, let alone I'm, who can afford it that that's that's what i'm doing a very bad job of saying yeah for for someone or a government to want to crack through this and decrypt messages, th- this would be very specific. Like there, there is a person who has state secrets or something that is so valuable to, uh, oh, to I, I dis- that I dis- government. I disagree. I'm, I am sure that any number of, nation state and not to mention a myriad of malicious actors would love to break iMessage encryption. Um, Oh yes, that's absolutely true. I'm just saying if you're trying to get through this quantum security, you have a, you have a very specific use case uh, today because we, we don't, as far as we know, have computers that uh, that are actually capable of trying to do this and the the resources the money that would have to go into it i mean holy crap Th- this isn't something that you're going to try and do unless you have a very specific uh uh situation I, that, I, I, that I, I, you have a you have a goal i disagree um, i, I no? don't even understand I, I like i feel like i'm missing something because i don't even understand what you, you are that. Um, no, because what I'm saying is that today, yeah. the only people that would have the technology yeah. potentially to do this all have a reason for wanting to get into iMessage. I accept your apology. And uh, <laughs> sure, they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if they were to try and do it to to get through qu- uh, quantum encryption. It's because they have a very specific need to get through it for that person or that group because of the resources involved. Overall, yes, of course, they 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 want to be able to bypass encryption, not just in iMessage, but everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. So again, I accept your apology. That's okay, because I accept yours too. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, whether or not the hardware is even up to the challenge and whether or not that challenge is affordable by anyone, it is. If it's if it's capable, Apple is I think being 
delightfully forward thinking here. I, I agree. And uh, and they're doing a thing that makes it even more difficult for anyone to hack through this. I mean, as if creating uh, an encryption that uh, that quantum computers that we have today and potentially for at a long time wouldn't be able to to break through this. It's also rotating the keys. So not only do you have to try and figure out the, uh, the, the encryption and break it, you have a very finite window in which to do it. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. So it makes it super hard for anyone to, to get through this. Okay. That said, the thing is that quantum computing will probably increase in capabilities, uh, you know, exponentially, maybe logarithmically. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, like, I I don't think that uh, Apple's calling it PQ3. I don't don't know if that is their term or if that is an industry term, but whatever. I don't think PQ3 is the last word. No, it's just the next step. Yeah, it is. It is the next step. And probably like, you know, okay. At the point where quantum computing could break current encryption, Mm -hmm. it's probably within five years after that, that it would be able to break PQ3. Maybe 10 years after that. Yeah, maybe. And but I mean, at that point, yeah, we'll have something else. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. This is exciting. I I I like Apple Apple's continuing commitment to end to end to end to end end to end encryption. To end to end. It's uh, that was my problem. Anyway, Apple's continuing commitment to end to end encryption is it is it is refreshing and I'm delighted. Uh, I, and I'm with you, and I and I love that uh, that it doesn't matter which government comes to Apple and says, "Hey, we we're going to need you to decrypt these uh, messages for us because you know we're important." And uh, and Apple has yet another reason why when they say no, I mean. No, they can't. Yeah, and Apple's also getting way out in front of uh, legislation mandating government backdoors. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I haven't seen any kind of even a whiff of uh, legislation in the EU or the US, you know, mandating something relating to quantum computing to like to try to nip quantum computing related encryption in the bud. Mm-hmm. So th- that's good that Apple's already going to have it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there will be certain limitations right now, or at least when uh, when Mac OS 14, whatever, rolls out, and iOS 17.4 roll out. F- to be able to take advantage of this, everyone involved in the conversation has to be updated to the new versions of the operating systems. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. Otherwise, you don't get the PQ3 support. Also, Vision Pro is not going to support this uh, at launch for the feature. Hmm. So it'll be coming, but 
it's yeah. So if you're if you're wanting to have uh, your quantum encrypted messages thing happening, uh, don't do messages on on a Vision Pro. Uh, that Yet. is fair. Right. Oh, they're also, uh, you sort of touched upon this, but I wanted to specify it's, this is from, um, the Mac rumors coverage mm-hmm. of this. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Yes. Oh yeah. So, uh, quoting uh, PQ three is designed to protect users against harvest now decrypt later attacks in which malicious actors collect large amounts of encrypted data now and store it in hopes that they will eventually be able to decrypt it. Actually, I stopped quoting, apparently, that they will be able to uh, <laughs> decrypt it with a quantum computer in the future. Um, so, and that that is super important because they're, they're I mean, like, all, everything that is currently encrypted would be subject to that. Those kinds mm-hmm. of attacks. Mm-hmm. If not soon, eventually. So it's it is lovely that Apple's thinking about that too. I agree. I'm is glad it, that. As a matter of fact, you know, this. there's going to be there's going to be massive data troves that will be retroactively hacked, decrypted, at some point. Of course, including by governments and criminal gangs, and you know various various activists organizations it's interesting mhm 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 so there you go yep there you go all right uh so th- but aren't there some ai ai hooks in 17.42 like apple is supposedly getting ready to sort of unveil more of their approach to AI, I think starting in 17.4. I didn't actually you know, bother to look this up. Um, okay, so 17.4, it's going to have new... Okay, and everyone, just to be clear, I am trying to pull this out of memory because I don't actually have any info in front of me right now. Um, all right. So yes, there will be new AI uh, powered stuff in 17.4, part of which uh, is directly linked into to Siri. And uh, so it, it, it will be able to like do the, the summarize thing that you see, uh, different chatbots doing right now. Mm. By the way, I came up with a new term for uh, generative AI. Oh, do tell. Regurgibots. <laughs> I laugh because otherwise I'd have to cry because that is uh, totally spot on. Yep. Let's go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yes, there. there's... That well, and Apple they had already announced that there there was going to be more AI based uh, support features moving forward with the operating systems and uh, and uh, iOS seventeen is a big part of that. Also, iPhone fifteen is a big part of that. Um, so. Anyhow, but the the summarize thing, it'll it'll be like, uh, hey, S lady, 
Um, can you please summarize this article or uh, stuff like that? Um, but the real yeah, the, announced spark AI. So th- basically you can have AIs write your damn emails. Um, Soon. That, Yay. that's not new. I mean, for their thing is new, but, uh, yeah. So here, here is my yeah. problem with AI, by the way, with generative AI. It's mm-hmm. that large language models have been trained on content made by people, mm-hmm. including professional, say, writers. Mm-hmm. And those people were not consulted, asked for permission, or compensated. And I have a tremendous problem with that. Same thing with same thing with with art. And I know that I have talked about uh, the AI, uh, the Apes uh, NFT project that uses AI art to to do to to do its NFTs, and I love that. But uh, my point is that the art stuff that rips off artists is also a problem. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, now I have seen stuff saying that Apple for their LLM that they're working on, uh, they, they have been, uh, Oh my God, I'm starting. I'm, I'm about to talk about, about LLM, the way people talk about, uh, about, um, uh, animals raised for food or or uh, mm-hmm. produce. So ethically sourced. Yes. Okay. The problem. Okay. So <laughs> Reddit just signed over their stuff to I think a uh, 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 I think to OpenAI Open because they're owned by this. They're owned by Y Combinator or their Y Combinator was involved with both of them, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The Sam Altman? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the Y Combinator guy. Yeah. So Reddit has signed over this stuff, but the people who wrote on Reddit didn't know that they were going to have their... But can you imagine content produced in the style of Reddit? <laughs> well, based on what I'm seeing... F- uh, for a lot of articles online right now, sadly, yeah, yeah, I fa- can. That, that's fair. That that is fair. But anyway, the point is, is that while OpenAI will be able to call that ethically sourced, but it's not because the people who the people who actually wrote all those posts did not know that they were contributing those posts to an LLM. Right, but Reddit has the retroactive authority to to uh, to assign those rights. So, I mean, yeah, that's ethically sourced, but that's freaking nonsense. And so, I, my question is, how much of Apple's ethically sourced uh, material was produced in the same way? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and the same thing um, with uh, uh, Adobe. Adobe has has made a point of talking about. Uh, Ethically sourcing—I don't know if they use those, those words—but the their the their training materials for Firefly, their AI product, mm-hmm. 
And uh, the reality is that I don't know that uh, that the that the that the art collections that were used for that, if the people who created those things knew that. I mean, it's like when 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 you upload your your photographs to a photo sharing site, you're essentially giving them these you know eventual retroactive power to do this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so again, that is technically ethically sourced, but it's not, in my opinion. So someone I, got I money agree. for that, but it's not the people who did it. It's not the people who made yeah, the art. It's not the people who who wrote the books. It's not the people who wrote the movies. It's not the people who made the videos. Someone's someone's getting money yeah. for these for for this this IP. But it's not the right people, and and the right people don't have, uh, uh don't have any say so in the matter. I, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I I have a big problem with that also. Yeah, and uh, there, there was a tool that was available online for a little while that would let you check and see if uh, if like your own blog or or whatever website you want to check had actually been scraped and used by, uh, by open AI for their training. And so I put in my own blogs. Sure enough, they all showed up in the list. Then I thought, well, let's, let's put in Mac observer because you and I both used to work there. You used to own it. And, um, and sure enough, Everything there has uh, been scraped and used, yeah, it by by OpenAI, yeah, and I that just that. sucked. I mean, just because content is online doesn't mean that it's free use for anything. Well, and OpenAI has specifically said, "Well, we have to do this. We have to rip off people because we can't do what we do unless we unless we rip off people." They haven't. Then you have a flawed words. business model. They, they haven't used those exact words, but that is the that when you drill down to it, that's that's what they're saying. I've got a problem with that. Uh, I do too. And like I said, if that's if that's your business model, if that's what you have to do to make your product work, then you have a flawed business model and yep. a flawed product. Right, and, th- and that of course is not even. That is not drilling down to the fact that um, what's going to happen when all of these writers, when when all journalists have been put out of business, or you know, effectively all journalists journalists have been put out of business, when books can be auto generated, you know, uh, so cheaply that people like me can't afford to write new books. Unless, unless, unless it's a, a completely and totally a labor of love, and you know we're just happy to write a book and you know feed that into the machine too. The, the end run here is it, it is it is it. I I feel like it's a bankrupt concept. The the way it's being pursued. Yeah. It. It's. It's certainly a uh, corrupt business model. Yeah. And corrupt doesn't necessarily have to mean bad guys twiddling their uh, the ends of their mustache. Um, no, it's mostly it kind tech, of feels that way. tech bros who feel like they have the right to, to go in and, and the rules don't apply to them. That's mm-hmm. 
it's 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 the uh, the you know it's it's Uber all over again. Yeah, it's Uber writ yeah. large. It's, yeah, it, it kind of it's it's a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. Infuriating. Yeah, and it's it's uh, also very frustrating because there are like uh, newsletters that I subscribe to, mm-hmm. and like once a week, once a month, whatever. I get these different newsletters in my in my uh, email. And I've noticed the trend lately where more and more of them are obviously being auto-generated through um, through services that can create a newsletter for you. Yeah. And I'm, th- there's so many tells in AI-generated content versus just straight-up human-generated content. Yeah. So I've been unsubscribing to newsletters because if if the newsletter can't give me the information that I want uh, without just having to auto generate with with just crappy text, what that's telling me is that the people creating that newsletter probably don't care enough anymore to actually put the work in to to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, there there is not a way currently of using any LLM that I know of that has been truly ethically sourced. Um I encounter these on a regular basis, the ones that are truly ethically sourced, but they are being created uh, they're bespoke, so like uh, right. like right. So like, like like a company company has got you know all of its internal documents. Yes, the healthcare space there. There's a lot of stuff being done there where that's ethically sourced because they're generating the whole model based on their own content. Uh, that's true, but were the LLMs originally trained? The same way. Um, you see my point? Yes. And in this case... The, un- the underlying technology. So the underlying technology isn't trained until you give it your content. But they had to make, they had to make the software trainable. They have... Y- y- yes. Right? They, they, had, they had to be able to figure out how to, how to show the software to, you know way this and that and okay so and I, this isn't a new a new uh coding thing this this is something that companies developers have been doing for decades already now but i get i i think i get where you're going with this did they create a model that uh that that can then take content to learn from that model that they created, was it done in an ethical way or is it built on the, uh, the, the spoils of, uh, of previously created right. systems that were not done ethically? So if, for instance, OpenAI has slurped all of the content and they've 
They have figured out how to make LLM be able to regurgitate crap and make it sound like someone or something. Mm -hmm. And then turns around and sells a product to uh, Brian's healthcare services. Mm-hmm. to be able to slurp up all of my support documents and communication with my with my millions of clients and the engine that they're that they're that they're selling to me is based on the on the engine that was originally developed by slurping up all the things it's still morally comp- compromised I agree that would be morally compromised I accept your apology so um and as I continue to roll on uh, <laughs> as if you did not even say anything, what what I have seen in the enterprise space, uh-huh. where it's these very specific markets, uh-huh. the scientific research, medical research, um, the, these types of things, the uh, companies that are creating the platforms that are being used for the AI data management, AI research, those have been created completely independent of anything OpenAI has done. Oh, but do you know what they have done? So fine, they're not using OpenAI's LLM technology. But do you- I do not know. Okay. But at least I know it's not OpenAI. Well, that's yay. That's that's fine. Right. Sometimes so it's a little victories, Brian. We're 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 certainly not gonna solve this today. But I I did think it was important to mention. But let's let's talk about hymns. I think we should talk about hymns. All right. So Brian, here's the deal. Um guys, we, we have different types of uh of of health things that we want to uh to stay on top of and uh, sometimes you don't have the time to to get to the doctor and get everything scheduled so that you can figure out uh you know hey do i need something because i don't like what's happening with my hair or maybe i'm having ed issues and uh, or maybe even you're just not comfortable going to the going into the doctor for that it's okay that's why Hims is here, so that you can have all of the, those those health related things, like you're you're dealing with uh, uh, hair loss and ED, where you can do that like online, and you you don't have to take the time to get scheduled to go into your doctor and then go and sit and wait in the waiting room and uh, and deal with everything that goes along with that whole process and then have to go to the pharmacy and, uh, and just, you don't have to do that. And so what's happening is hymns, they're, they're actually changing men's healthcare um, by providing us with a simple and convenient way to, uh, to get those treatments that we may need uh, hair loss, weight loss, ED, and more, and they're ma- they're just making it easy for us to do, and uh, and they have the doctors right there, so you can do it all online, and uh, and then if you need a prescription, they can get that taken care of. It gets shipped to you, not in some flashy box or anything. It's just nice brown wrapper, 
and uh, so you just discreetly get the uh, the treatments that you need, and uh, and you don't have to pay extra to get it shipped either. It's just that's part of the deal. So here's what you need to do: start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash context. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash context for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash context. And a prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if uh, if the treatment's appropriate. Restrictions apply. So see hymns.com slash context for details and important safety information. A subscription is required and prices vary based on product and subscription plans. And uh, seriously, take care of yourself, people. And this is an easy way to do it. Thank you, hymns. Yeah, thank you, hymns. We appreciate you sponsoring the show. And, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about something that I've been noticing, which is that um, Apple Vision Pro seems to have crossed, uh, qu- quickly crossed over from the it'll never work phase of punditry. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, oh, it's, it's too expensive phase of the punditry. Oh, everything else is cheaper phase of the punditry. And, you know, all the other usual naysays that we get when Apple releases a new product. Mm-hmm. And then it's, I don't know, usually within the year, you know, Apple, it sort of becomes the, 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 the space leader in that space. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's already happened with Apple Vision Pro. Uh, it, it's certainly happening a lot faster than we've seen with previous uh, new platform launches from Apple. Yeah, not that anyone is saying that Apple Vision Pro... I mean, so Apple Vision Pro is more, more expensive than competing products than iPhone was. Yeah, okay. And see, here, here's part then, of the problem that Apple people are having. Was. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, here's part of the problem people are having to overcome right now, which is uh, trying to trying to wrap their head around Vision Pro versus competing products. What competing products actually are there in the consumer space? Oh, uh, and, well, yeah. The, actually, from the standpoint of augmented reality, the, there are none. Yeah, I mean, Vision Pro is designed to be a standalone computer. It just straps to your face. Right, but most people are going to be comparing it to the VR goggles from Oculus and Quest. Is Quest a separate brand? Or is Um, Quest a... a, Oculus Oculus Rift and Metabot. No, that's... Oh, crap. Is that Meta's brand now? Whatever. 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 The VR goggles. Like most people are going to compare it to the VR goggles because they're, you know, goggles that you put on your face. Sure. Just like when the iPhone came out, people compared it to the Blackberry. Yeah, sure. Exactly. And so from, from that standpoint, Apple's product is even more expensive than existing products than iPhone was more expensive from BlackBerry. 
or that Apple Watch was from, well, maybe not Apple, Apple Watch from Fitbit. I mean, not, that's, that's not even a, an apt comparison. But anyway, but the, the point is the, the, the ABP Actually, is that, that's a great comparison. The, uh, like, uh, the Meta Quest, Meta Quest, that's the, that's when Microsoft or, uh, uh, Facebook has comparing that to, uh, to vision pro is like comparing a Fitbit to an Apple watch. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So my point, I, I, I feel, I, I, I feel like I'm swimming in syrup a little bit. The, mm, because I, I, I started off this conversation saying that, uh, you know, that, that, people had gone from saying it was too expensive. It's like, but, but, and it's not that people are arguing that it's not expensive, but I, I don't actually see people talking about its expense that much unless it's, unless it's a casual mention. And that yeah, is I, a tremendous victory for Apple. I agree. And I think part of what's happening is that more people are starting to wrap their head around the idea that Vision Pro isn't just another MetaQuest or Oculus Rift. It's a, um, it, it's a different thing that can do some of the, or maybe all the things that those others mm. can, but it's a different thing. Yeah, it's and, a, it, I actually see more mainstream mentions talking about spatial computing. As if it's a oh, thing. That's a huge win for Apple right there. Yeah, it, it really, really is. And it's been quite, uh, it's been very interesting to, 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 to see. And it's also, it's, you know, it's like how many, <laughs> how many, how many times, and I, I, no, there's no answer to this. This is a trick question. How many times does Apple need to do something before the naysayers will realize that they're wrong? And all the times. All, all the times, yes. There's always going to be someone piling on to the anti-Apple bandwagon. Yeah, and uh, that's not going to change. Yeah, that's not going to change. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, AVP is uh, uh, quickly becoming the... Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sort of double down on what I'm saying. AVP is becoming the space leader in wear in in wearable goggles. Even yes, it is spatial computing. Yes, it is different, much different from all of the VR goggles. But I I I feel like that it it is being compared favorably to VR goggles from the standpoint of yes, it does more, it does all these other things. You should get these. Okay. Yep. I can see that. And, uh, and I am so glad that I did have the opportunity to do one of, uh, Apple's in-store demos mm -hmm. because after all the VR and AR headsets that I have tried at CES mm -hmm. for all, all the years that, that we went, this is the first time that I put one on where it didn't hurt where I could actually see where I could uh, perform functions on it. And I didn't feel like I was fighting the device and I wore the thing for almost an hour. 
I, I think the longest I've worn a uh, face-mounted device prior to trying on the the Vision Pro was maybe ten minutes. Yeah, and then I, I just simply couldn't keep it on any longer. I also find them comfortable. Yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and I've also uh, had other some people over, you know, various people at various times over to demo them. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking of one person in particular who is very not. Uh, she, it's not that, she, that she's not tech savvy. It's that she doesn't care about tech. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly not in the same way that you and I do. Mm-hmm. And she took right to these things. That that's that's I, I mean and like okay put it on and follow the prompts. <laughs> yeah that that's a that's a big thing right there. Um, every other device that I've strapped to my face, there has been someone there with me that had to explain how to use the device. And, uh, and since so many of them involved holding like little, uh, like almost like we remote yeah. little controllers yeah, yeah. in your hands, yeah, little clickers. yeah they, they would have to tell me, no, no, no index finger, other hand, or, you know, whatever. Right. That's glorious. And with, with, uh, with the vision pro, the only command or, or instruction that they had to give me. And it wasn't even something where it's like, no, no, do it this way or it doesn't work. It, It was just, when they let me know, okay, you know how you have the tendency to like reach up to try and tap everything in the air. You don't need to do that because the goggles are watching your hands, even when they're in your lap. And that was it. And after that, I just kept my hands down on the desk and just tapped my fingers together and, and did very subtle little gestures and the whole thing worked. It was amazing. Right. It is amazing. By the way, have I talked about, the Highline uh, experience. I don't. I don't. No. Think, I don't think I have. So the Highline experience. There's. There's a. And I, I forget her name. And I apologize. She's a professional Highliner. You know, person who strings up a cable between a high point and another high point, and then walks on it. Walks across. Oh, that's part of the demo that you get in the Apple Store. That makes sense. Did you? Did you do it then? Did you um, watch it? Yeah. Did you watch I, the I watched it. Um, that one's about 10 I'm sure it's minutes just, long. No, it's just, uh, um, it, they, they take several of those, uh, ah. those things that you can experience and they give you pieces of them back to back. And, uh, and so for that, yes, it, it was like maybe a minute. Okay. Right. Um, so the maybe full, longer. I don't know. The full thing but is about amazing. 10 minutes long. And, uh, the thing I loved most about it is the there there I don't and I don't know what part is included in this minute long subset, right? But they they get the camera really close to the highliner, and mm-hmm. you hear her clothes rustling. You hear the you know the clips jingling, and yep. and it's just right the crap there. It's it's right there, and when you look down, you're looking down through this chasm, 
that you are now apparently standing above as well. Right. But I'm not talking about that. Uh, but, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the intimate nature of having this woman be right in front of you. It is so freaking in- intimate. It it felt like um, like I could reach out and grab her hand. It, yeah, it, intimate. That's a really great way to put it. Yeah, and it's 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 cool. I, I didn't the, there's an Alicia Keys one. I didn't really like that one all that much. Uh, mainly probably because I wasn't all interested in the music. I mean, it was it was an interesting. Oh, yep. There's some Alicia some of the clips from the Alicia Keys thing. It, it, it is mm-hmm. certainly interesting what she did and and the technology involved was interesting. I just got bored with it. But the Highline one was super fascinating. So what did you end up singing in the, the baby rhinos? The yep, the baby rhinos. Um the there was a couple other things too. And I just don't remember what they were. But you but you, you I'm sure you did the Encounter Dinosaur one too. Uh Encounter Dinosaur is not part of the demo. Oh, that's ridiculous. That is so that is so much fun. It, it wouldn't surprise so cool. me if it's because of a licensing thing. Uh, like, yeah, you can be. have it on Vision Pro, but if but you you can't use it as part of the in-store demo. Well, it's also my guess. it's it's a five that, that's a I call it an app short. That's another term I coined. So you're welcome, mm-hmm. everybody, for my Sweet. gift. My gift to you. It's, it's an, I should write these down. It's an app short. Anyway, the it's a it's a five. It's like. I haven't timed it, but I feel like it's five minutes. And I also feel mm-hmm. like it wouldn't work as well to have a subset of that. I feel like you probably need the whole thing. So that could be also part of why they don't do it. But, you know, it's either that or that it would is make a sense. licensing thing. They didn't want to pay John Favreau any more than they've already paid him. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Could be. But it's super cool. Um, it's super cool. If you know anyone with a set of AVPs, which, by the way, I don't have we have we worked out yet? Is it AVPs? Is it Apple Vision Pros? Because you know, like glasses. Or is, gonna, is it? I have my AVP. I have my Apple it, Vision Pro. I don't know what the, the, the it's. The, it's your AVP. And uh, okay, so so here here's what I'm decreeing now. There's currently one device in the product line. So we can talk about the Apple Vision Pros. When there are multiple products in the lineup, we will have the Apple Visions. And so you can Apple Vision have Apple Visions Pro and Apple Visions Lite or whatever they call it. I am prone to going completely contrary. I accept your apology. For no reason other than to go contrary. Because I feel this totally checks I out. I feel like it should be Apple Vision. I, I should be Apple Vision Pros or Apple Visions. I don't say I don't like Apple Visions. I don't really like Apple Vision Pros either because that's nonsense. You know, I, I have the uh, document or the email that Apple sent out to developers ahead of the the. Oh, yeah. uh, the launch and that, and it talks about how you can uh, refer to the device. Really? I bet it, it talks about, um, about plural in there as well. Huh? If only we'd looked it up. 
If only beforehand. Well, yeah, you can't call it a headset. You can't call it a headset. They said. Nope. Wow. Yep. You have to refer to it as Apple Vision Pro. Apple Vision Pro. Okay. Well, I there. That's probably going to win out over my contrariness. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you, you have to be contrary. If you're not, uh, then I'm worried about who you are and what you've done with the real Brian. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, listen, on that happy note, uh, let's do this. That's this week's Apple. No, no. <laughs> that's this week's post. context machine if you have anything to comment on that or question you can write to us at context machine podcast at gmail.com our bandwidth is provided by cashfly the basis by dr boom recorded just for the show and uh, that's all for this week jeff yeah, um, where can people find you specifically? Oh, uh, they can find me looking up information at Hims, our sponsor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be doing you that. You mean slash context? Yes. Yes. That's precisely what I mean. And they mm-hmm. can find me uh, uh, looking for that stuff uh, at my site, geektales.com, and on all the socials is geektales. Oh, excellent. All right. Well, when I'm, when I'm not checking out what, uh, what I might need at hymns.com slash context, uh, I'm Jay Gamut on the socials. So, uh, yeah, we're easy to find, Brian. Yes, we are.